Hi there guys and welcome to today's live stream. We're gonna be talking all about neck and shoulder pain, how to identify the two, the differences between the two, and then at the end or towards the back end of the live stream, we're gonna be talking a little bit about some tips to help whether if it's shoulder pain uh, from the shoulder, we're gonna talk a little bit about that and how you can help that with some practical tips and then the same for the neck pain as well. And as always, we've got Lara the other side of the camera here. So if you've got any questions as we're going through today's live stream on shoulder and neck pain or maybe your back pain, etc., then please do post those in the comments. We will get to those towards the back end in the Q&A section. If you are new to the channel, please do consider subscribing. We do these live streams every every single weekday. We do them with a Q&A section at the end of every single live stream, just as your opportunity to get a little bit of help and a little bit of guidance in a more proactive, proactive and real-time way. So hopefully you guys find this video helpful and we will get into today's live stream. Okay, for today, we've got the uh, little sort of uh, thing on the screen here to give you guys an idea of what we're gonna be talking about today. Uh, I'm gonna start off with just kind of running through how to kind of tell which one's which, a little bit about the neck issues, how you can tell those are a problem, and then a little bit about the shoulder issues because quite often these two are, we see in the clinic anyway, that they're quite conflated. People come in saying, I've got shoulder pain, shoulder pain, shoulder pain, and normally everything is attributed to the shoulder. And we just need to break that down because if you're treating a shoulder, uh, if you're treating a neck issue as a shoulder issue, we're going to get caught out. And there's little things that kind of just misinterpretations of things that we can really help you guys avoid because it leads to poor treatment and poor outcomes. And ultimately, we want you guys to be able to help yourself a little bit more effectively at home. So hopefully this will be really helpful. And then we'll go through those ideas for rehab that I mentioned in the intro. We're gonna talk about uh, a little neck routine, which you might have heard before if you've seen some of our other neck-related live streams, and then a shoulder routine, which I don't think we've covered before on the live stream. So hopefully you guys are gonna find that interesting. And then at the back end, our Q&A again. So if you've got any questions, put those in the comments below. So the first thing I wanted to talk about is, is this shoulder pain. We've really got two areas, uh, and by shoulder pain, I mean the broad sense of shoulder pain patients that come into the clinic, maybe you watching this with shoulder pain. And for the, for the patient, for the lay person, quite often shoulder pain is anything that kind of runs from here all the way down to here and really down the back to about the bra strap. Now sometimes that, and obviously if you're a guy, you might not wear a bra, most of us don't. Uh, but anyway, that's by the by, <laughs> just trying to make it applicable for everybody. Uh, coming down the back here to between the shoulder blades, now sometimes that starts to become sort of middle back pain, um, so that may not be a case, but commonly across here, people say, oh, my shoulders are sore, my shoulders are sore, etc." And this is a real issue because it means you're treating it like a shoulder problem that it, that it is not. So first of all, how can we identify neck issues? Now, in a lot of times, if the pain is sort of coming from here and up, so it's coming out from the shoulder up to this portion here and into the neck, or even if it's just across the traps here, those muscles are very, very strong. But if they are overworked for extended periods of time, we often find our head goes forwards like so. This is gonna be a dysfunction in the neck, which can either irritate the neck nerves and the neck joints, which can then result in signals coming out to the shoulders, 
or it is a the neck is going forwards and we have more mechanical strain as a result of that being placed on these muscles so although the shoulders may well be uncomfortable this the traps really it would be more on a, a more accurate way of referring to it it's actually a neck problem in so much as if our neck was not so far forwards on a daily basis then our shoulder muscles would not have such levers to work with it's the same way as if i hold this glass up here if i hold it here nice and tight to me it's going to be okay it doesn't matter much but if i stand like this all day holding it out like that my shoulders my shoulder muscles up here are going to start getting tired and it's going to start to ache and the longer I hold it up here, the longer I'm working on my computer with terrible, terrible neck posture, the more these muscles start to get uncomfortable. And maybe if you do this while you're watching with me, just so you can really feel what I'm talking about, many of you guys won't need to do that. But sometimes it's worth just doing this with something small in your hand to just hold it there and start to feel that tension come in. Now, should we massage the muscle right now? Or should we maybe consider about just bringing that in, in more in alignment and bringing it back towards the center, bringing that head backwards. And all too often, people get caught up into saying, oh, your shoulder muscles are tense, your shoulder muscles are tense, referring to these. How many times maybe you've been to uh, a massage therapist or, or another therapist of some description, practitioner, and they said, oh, your shoulder muscles are tight. Well, it's no wonder if your head's poking forwards like so. And this is not a shoulder problem. This is a neck problem, and we really need to get that around, get get our uh, understanding around that, so we can then treat it effectively. Because if we keep just rubbing these muscles, and sometimes doing more deep work in these muscles and creating tissue damage through deep tissue techniques, then we are going to weaken those muscles, and their job of holding this forward head carriage is going to become more problematic. So we want to be mindful of not treating it incorrectly. Now, some of the other issues that may be associated with this, if you've got a neck issue that's causing your shoulder pain is that you might also get pins and needles tingling and pain going down into the arms and that's where some of the nerves in this section of the neck will also be irritated so you may actually have no neck pain around here but you may just have some pain on the shoulders and then pain going down the arm that could be something you've experienced but that we won't get into the nerve root irritation side of things in today's live stream now the next one you can commonly get which again is going to be a net issue is that really sore pain just around here on the top corner of your shoulder blade that is a very common one that bothers people and they come and say oh my shoulder my shoulder my shoulder it really hurts and this is there's a little muscle that runs from somewhere in around here in your neck all the way to the top corner of that scapula that shoulder blade and that little muscle called levator scapulae it's responsible for levating lifting the scapulae the shoulder blades and doing that and when we've got a head going forwards it's going to constantly be pulling on those on those attachment sites and creating a bit of inflammation now is there some inflammation around here most certainly so that muscle is working hard to pull on there but if we just go in and poke that inflammation more as is so commonly requested or commonly done we're just going to disrupt a, a, a tissue that is already holding on for dear life and in a little bit of trouble instead we need to start addressing the causes of these problems by bring this head back, doing some of the things that I'll get into later on when we talk about the neck routine. And that's going to take pressure off these structures so they can have the respite they need. Our head is a big, heavy structure. And our neck, when we look at it on an x-ray, is a tiny little support structure and it requires good balance and good position for all of those muscles, which are very strong, to effectively stabilize it and carry it around. We must bear in mind that the posture of the head over the shoulders is so very important. And if we are working at a desk for long periods, trying to get up and move around, like I do on these live streams, will really help you just avoid any consistent stress and strain on certain muscles. 
Now, if we go to the shoulder issues themselves, when we talk about shoulder issues, the best way of dealing with these are the shoulder issues that are around what's called the glenohumeral joint. And this is where your arm comes up and connects with the scapula in a little socket here. And these have the stability. Think about a, on the extreme, a golf ball on a golf tee or maybe an egg on a spoon. And the big problem with the shoulders is that it's not like a hip joint where it's a very deep socket and it's got a lot of stability. With the shoulder, it's more like that. And we've got a, like a little cup here and then we've got this ball that kind of runs around like so. And with the shoulder joint, we require an incredible amount of muscular support to hold that ball in the socket on the little cup so that it stays stable and doesn't shear and slip and create trouble. And this is where, when we don't have appropriate muscle mass over this shoulder, we start getting issues that mean the shoulder is unstable, it becomes painful, it becomes injured. And one of the most common issues here is going to be the supraspinatus tendon, which is just under here, which can give you pain. And secondly to that, it's going to be the biceps tendon that runs down the front here. And when these two muscles, either in isolation or with one another, start to become injured and torn, we tend to get pain that can come around the whole of the shoulder and give us real trouble as other muscles are trying to take extra stress and strain to deal with that. But these will really be very isolated to this area here. But we may get a bit of pain coming down the front of the shoulder, down the biceps tendon, into the biceps muscle a little bit, but it's generally going to really be around here. And the problem with this is it can, if our shoulder joint is not working then properly because we do poor rehab there then we can get this these muscles then start to become involved and have to lift up and they become overworked and overused and dealing with this again we're going to get into a little routine for you guys to do it at, at home to help you with this because supraspinatus in particular which is one of your rotator cuff muscles is really one of the most common ones that you can injure and a lot of people do have sort of low-grade injuries to that muscle because of the way in which it is situated now I'll just get into that particular muscle because it is so relevant uh, the supraspinatus for shoulder true shoulder joint issues and the real problem with this muscle is between the head of our humerus so our long bone coming up here and we've got this bone bit on the top here which is called the acromion process we have this little gap that's kind of there and this muscle just runs straight through that gap pressing down on, on the bottom onto the uh, arm bone and on the top we've got obviously this bony bit here the acromion it's a very very small space and most of the time during the day when our arms are hanging pendant this muscle has a lot of pressure on it and if we put pressure on a muscle for extended periods, you find that the muscle loses its circulation and it becomes what's called ischemic. And this is a normal function of this muscle. And then during the night when we sleep, it becomes hyper, it gets too much blood coming back into it as a reactionary mechanism. And this chop and change from too much to too little in terms of circulation does create trouble if we do injure this area of the shoulder. And often people with shoulder pain, and I've had this myself in the past, you wake up with that pain in the shoulder and it's deep pain. It really is very difficult to describe. It's just a deep throbbing, aching pain in there that feels like there's just something going on. And that's that inflammation building up as the muscle starts to get its circulation and all those waste products go starts triggering more inflammation it creates just a lot of pressure in that shoulder now there are a few tips to working on this but if we don't understand the fact that this muscle is a at a vulnerable point on a day in day out basis then we can sometimes get a bit confused as to why we're getting pain at different times of the day so if we move over now into the neck routine so this little routine to help you with the neck and then we'll come back to the shoulder with a little workout for you guys to do or a little mini mini exercise routine for you guys to do now neither of these take you very long they'll take you maybe five ten or fifteen minutes max 
and they're just going to help you uh, in, in the relevant area take down some of that inflammation and ease some of the pain and if you can be mindful of some of the things that we've discussed and will discuss on today's live stream then they should start to have some positive impact on the relief in and around either the neck related shoulder pain or the shoulder related shoulder pain. So first and foremost with the neck routine, you might've heard us mention this before, get one of your uh, elasticated bands, your resistance bands, place them around the neck about where my collar is. And simply all we're doing here is just articulating the neck and going back into extension, pulling forwards. And you can even do this with your collar to a certain degree. If I turn around to the side, you can just see I'm looking up just very gently nothing extreme just to get a little bit of backward bend through that neck restoring that lordosis and getting the head back over the shoulders this is very this is substantially better than the classic chin tuck please don't do any of that it's generally flattening the curve in our neck and a lot of people do not need that exercise so this one works much better and you do around about 15 reps of this next one we can do is lying on the floor and we can do the towel exercise for our neck, which is where we took a small rolled up towel around about maybe a little bit larger than this glass here and place that across our neck. I can't do it with that one because it's the wrong size. Across our neck, that'll do. That might be a bit this is obviously big. bubble wrap, but <laughs> probably just under here. So we're again supporting that natural curve in the neck and just lying there for three to five minutes. Now as a little extra little bonus one you can do to stretch out some of the muscles on the front of your neck, you can also, when you're doing the band, just go slightly to one side and then slightly to other and you'll feel a nice little stretch down here whilst using the band to normalize the movement in your neck. So you can go either 15 straight back or you can go five to the left gently, five to the back gently and five to the right gently maybe once or twice through. That should be nice and easy, but please, I do stress, the movements should be very slow, gentle, and controlled. And we get on the floor, and we do that towel exercise for three to five minutes, and then you finish up with a little bit of ice on the neck here. Do not use ice on these muscles over here. It's not gonna be helpful. But ice straight on the neck here, and try and avoid using any heat as a general rule of thumb. Uh, just as a side note on the topic of heat, heat feels nice whether or not you have pain. It's always nice to get in a warm shower. So often people misattribute the fact that heat just feels nice anyway to heat feeling nice and helping that problem. So it's just worth bearing that in mind. It may not necessarily, in a lot of cases it isn't when it's coming from the spine anyway. Heat is not helping the inflammatory process. So please bear that in mind. When we get onto the shoulder, this is a really, really interesting one. So there's kind of two, uh, two, two components. This there's sort of the first bit, which I'll go through now, and then a second sort of add-on, which is really ideal. But I'll explain a little bit more about that particular one. So again, taking those resistance bands, a very, very light resistance band. If you don't have resistance bands, you can use a, um, a, a can of beans or you could use a bag of sugar, but something very light. And all we're gonna do here is with, and I would always recommend you do both shoulders. A lot of times people have one shoulder injured or the other, um, but working the rehab on both shoulders allows you to appreciate the weaknesses that may be there in the injured shoulder that you weren't aware of and also acts as a nice gauge for where you should be at. So we're just taking some, some beans or something in the hand. I'll use the uh, I won't use the glass because I'll tip it out uh, and we're just gonna come up to the side just nice and slow trying to keep our shoulders down we're not doing this here okay we're just trying to get these muscles working I'm just gonna come up to the side and just slowly going around like so and just coming up and down to the front and we might turn our arms in and we might turn our arms out 
and slowly you're going to feel as you're doing this particular exercise you're just going to feel these muscles start to pump up and we can come all the way down and all the way up and we might do 10 15 20 repetitions maybe even 30 or 40 repetitions because the weight is very very light and this is a really good one because a lot of people when they're doing rehab and other strengthening exercises uh, like for example in our back in shape some of these exercises really help the shoulders but they're more gross exercises by doing 20 to 30 of these little reps beforehand you pump up the shoulders and what did i mention at the start of this when we talked about the shoulder joint is that we need stability in those muscles they need to be on to provide uh, a good degree of stability in that ball and socket so by doing these repetitions as we go slowly we're increasing blood flow to those muscles they're getting a bit of a pump and they're providing a little bit more compression and stability through that joint which means that then when we do some of the proper exercises you're going to have a little bit more of a beneficial effect with less chance of things being irritated so that is a real, a really, really good one. Very, very easy. Don't be alarmed if you get a bit of clicking and clunking. If you've got any shoulder issues, uh, you might get a little bit of clunking as you're coming round through some of these angles. And that's generally, there's a, the biceps tendon that we mentioned earlier runs through a little groove. And a lot of people that have a very rounded shoulder posture, I used to do a lot of swimming and therefore my shoulders are a little bit messed up from doing that. God knows how many hundreds of thousands of millions of times. Um, I've lost a little bit of ligament laxity there, which is, is difficult to, to, to bring back. So I've lost a bit of ligament integrity there. So my biceps tendon flicks a little bit. It's not a very pleasant sensation, but it's not particularly painful. Uh, and a lot of people will get that, especially if they've had bad posture for a long period of time and rounded posture, which is why some of those exercises that I won't get into in today's live stream about getting that chest open and working those back muscles are so important for the long term. Get things back to their nice position so they can work effectively. So we've done those little reps, maybe 20, 30, with a very, very lightweight. I must stress that you should not feel fatigued or exhausted after this, but you should feel a little bit of a pumping sensation or a pumped sensation or a slight stiffness sensation in here, uh, which is going to be that stability that you want. When you've finished your workout or uh, uh, afterwards, then a, little, a nice stretch lying on your back. And you can see this on our YouTube channel, just in this position here with the arms at 90 degrees to the torso and then 90 degrees at the elbow and just let those arms flop back. And you might find that your arms are hovering off the floor a little bit. They don't go all the way back and that's just gonna help stretch out this chest muscle. These chest muscles always pull our shoulders round, especially if we're on the computer for long periods. And therefore it's just gonna open those out and allow the shoulder to be in a more effective position. Now the last one I was going to mention, which you can do after a workout, maybe before that little chest stretch, is going to be the hanging. And that is using, everyone's got a door frame in the house, and the, where, where I got this one was from a surgeon, I, I can't remember the full details, but it was a surgeon in California, shoulder surgeon, who got his patients for a period of time as a test to just do this hanging for around about two, three, five minutes a day. Uh, super easy if they were pre-surgery and you found that a lot of them didn't end up needing the surgery after I think it was a period of maybe six, six or eight, six or eight weeks, something like that. And what they're essentially doing is you just take taking your hands, hooking them over the door frame at the top of the door frame. And if you can't reach the door frame because maybe you've got very high doors, you can use a wardrobe or something like that. And all we're doing is just gently dropping the heels. And that just puts a little bit of a stretch through this shoulder. But the reason this is relevant is you remember I mentioned about uh, as the, as the supersmanators runs through here, it's compressed and his his logic around this was that we're designed uh, if you look at look at for example primates when they're swinging trees they spend a lot more of their time with their arms up here so that ischemic uh, experience that lack of blood supply that we suffer with all day because our arms are never above our head 
the primates weren't getting that because they regularly have their arms up. So by going during the day and holding onto the door frame and just getting a little bit of a stretch through these muscles, relaxing the shoulder girdle completely, just hooking your hands on like so, you can really take some pressure off that supraspinatus, get some blood circulation in there periodically through the day, and it's just gonna help with the healing side of things there so that that isn't going through, so that muscle isn't going through 12 hours of very low blood supply, it's getting a little influx of new, new nutrition and a little drainage of waste products sort of built up. It's a fantastic one, it's the easiest one we can do. Some of you, if you've got more severe shoulder pain, will struggle to get your arms up there, in which case, come up through the front like so, lifting your arm like that, or round to the side using the other arm to support, and then hook it on and slowly just stretch it out. And with time, you may only be able to go to here, and then you'll be able to go all the way. Maybe you hang it off, uh, you start hanging off maybe even like a cupboard in the house just to allow that arm to, to come up a little bit higher but I stress it needs to be relaxed so use your legs to drop your weight with your arm hooked on nicely that will help you get this little stretch through here and it just helps give that supraspinatus and the other shoulder muscles a bit of decompression and a bit of help in, in sort of uh, healing and reducing the inflammation there so that's pretty much it hopefully you guys have found some use in today's live stream uh, many of you will have heard the neck routine uh, in the past, but maybe that was a little refresher, the shoulder one, uh, a little bit of a new one. So hopefully you guys find it helpful and I can't stress enough how that pumping up the shoulders before you do any sort of more robust exercises to build some of these upper back and middle back muscles. It can really, really help provide a little bit more stability, which makes those exercises a tad easier and a little bit more stable and a little less aggravating on that true shoulder pain. So hopefully you've been helpful. Well, this has been helpful and we'll get into Q&A. Okay, brilliant. Good morning, everybody. Um, just a side note, make sure that whatever you're hanging off of is secure mm. and stable. Kind of goes without saying. Yeah, I'm not, you know, please, please don't. <laughs> don't. Uh, and also the other thing as well is even if it's not, you should not be hanging with enough weight to dislocate your shoulders. Well, I talk about a gentle, it's almost like a gentle squat. It's not hanging completely. I don't want you to go out onto the monkey bars or something and just hang. That's too severe for a lot of you guys. Uh, when I'm doing this personally, it is just dropping the heels slightly to get a little bit of a gentle stretch. Um, there's a phrase, softness beats force. And, and what that basically means is a lot of our body is um, designed to react to excessive stretch and a gentle little traction, a gentle little stretch is often so much more powerful than an aggressive pull it as hard as you can sort of stretch, which I must say men tend to go for that one more than women. So hopefully most, most of you guys won't fall into that trap, but you've been warned now, so please don't. Okay, brilliant. So let's get into the questions. Billy Wilson has asked here, would Michael run a blog for a neck, uh, neck nerve root irritation, please? Thank yeah, sure. You. Yeah, we'll do that. Just put that down as a, we as do a topic. We do have quite a lot of articles on our website, themakingclinic.com, yeah. in the article section where we do talk a lot about you know different things. Uh, Might be worth having a little topics. browse on that one yeah. because um, we yeah we do have quite a lot on that. But we can do a live stream. Yeah, it's always for sure. good fun. Thank Absolutely. you, thank you for the topic, Billy. He also does go on to say, I am using Biofreeze on my neck to try to help with my inflammation. Is it okay to apply this five to six times a day? Um, I, I think that's okay. You may want to be, be mindful. Just read the instructions on the back of the Biofreeze. Um, I don't think they recommend doing it quite as often. It might be worth interspersing the Biofreeze a couple of times for convenience. But when, you, when you've got a little bit of time, when you've got a little bit of flexibility, I would maybe the additional times beyond what they recommend on the back of the packet, I would suggest maybe actually using proper ice. So if you're, say for example, sat in under the living room, for example, you've done Biofreeze a couple of times in the day, you're going to sit down, watch whatever it may be, 
then just pop the pop the ice pack just on the back here and just use the actual ice the other the other times um i i, I think they say two or three they think they say three times a day with the biofreeze um i'm not sure how strict that is on the on the on the thing i wouldn't be using it literally a thousand times a day that might be a little bit too much so try and use the ice of those other times but use biofreeze when it's con uh, when convenience is a, is a key factor Okay, great. Um, Kate has asked here, I get a horrid burning um, on the side of the base of my scapula. Can this be attributed to my neck problems? Um, Kate, if we come back to this question, I'll just ask you a little question back with regards to the base of the scapula. Do you mean down at the bottom? Uh, how if I turn around the way? No. Do you mean down at the bottom by where your bra strap is, or do you mean a little bit higher up on the inside? Uh, if you could clarify that, then we can have a little conversation about that in more detail let me come back to that question okay um please let us know kate and then we'll come back uh, dean has asked here i have two tender parts in my spine uh one upper back below the neck and one in the middle uh is this the main source of my rhomboid pain um i've had no pain in the arms just a dull ache around the rhomboid trapezius area thank you so if we're talking about sort of the the base of the neck i.e where the collar sits commonly that's because we've got this forward head posture it puts a lot of flexion through that region and then obviously yeah as it comes down and the trapezius muscle that that runs over the top of the rhomboids so sometimes people go talk about the rhomboids a lot the rhomboids 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 but they forget that the trapezius muscle is also attaching in on there the trapezius muscle running from the base of the skull all the way down and across over the shoulders and then down between the shoulder blades as well coming out to attach onto these the same spots that the rhomboids attach onto so it may well be that it's this postural thing the head going forwards too far and we need to actually get that sh that head back over the shoulders so it can balance better and then you don't have the tension point on the base of the neck and those rhomboids and, and the middle fibers of trapezius will be in a more mechanically efficient position to be able to take the to, to be able to manage that strain so getting our head back up over our shoulders perhaps even standing against the wall just to remind ourselves mm. of what that position is like if that is painful it may well be because there's a little bit too much inflammation in this neck and in which case get a bit of ice on there but it will still be appropriate for you to do it's just that it may be it may exacerbate things and that's really a good cue for how much time you've spent in this forward posture position so although it might be painful to stand against the wall with your head back against the shoulders it's it's highly likely that if that is the case you really need to consider doing it more and, and doing the exercises that we've mentioned in today's live stream for the neck and also combine that with ice and standing up straight and it should as inflammation calms down and your posture improves it should really help okay awesome um alex sparks has asked i have a question i found bending um the neck backwards triggered a oh sorry that's moved uh triggered a nerve shock in the lower back when i had very bad sciatica uh, anyway around this uh should we unfortunately have both neck pain and lower back pain problems together um so with those sorts of things quite often especially if you're in a lot of pain or you're very very sensitive in order our spine is a is a, is a great tool and it functions by um just the muscles pulling and if we've got erector spinae muscles which obviously the trapezius blend with and other muscles blend with they run from the base of the skull arguably down to your to the base of your spine and, and sorry definitely down to the base of your spine and arguably further on down so quite often when someone does this extension exercise that you're actually moving your back at the same time you, you, it's very difficult for you to just sit still and then just do the neck. So what I would suggest for you, uh, Alex, is if you're doing this particular exercise, sit down in a chair with your back supported by the chair 
and then do the extension. That way you're not going to be doing back extension at the same time. That is most likely where you're falling foul, where you're getting caught out, especially during a more severe episode of sciatica. Even that slight movement in the back is potentially going to irritate things. It's not going to be a severe issue in terms of the severity of the pain is likely to be disproportionate to the actual aggravation so to speak in terms of tissue damage but it will be enough to make you wince so try sitting down and doing it instead when we're doing the neck exercise it just helps you remove any involvement sort of below here in the lower back yes um alex vesco has also just replied to alex saying um i've got this as well alex but i'm not uh, but i'm sure it's not the neck uh, but i also have it when i turn my head uh, to look for traffic, for example. Yeah. Um, so, so a lot of people, when when is you're checking, it's a lower back issue. yeah, when you're checking to look for for traffic, particularly um, on the bike or or, or in the car, uh, if you're if you're driving, a lot of people when they have because they they have neck rigidity, and you don't think I must keep my back straight. I'm going to turn my neck only. You literally because you're not thinking, and this is how we're designed. So it's okay. It's just when we have injuries that it can catch us out. We, we, we shift and turn. We get our whole back and we torsion our lower spine from looking. Mm. And then if you, if, you, if you don't, and you guys don't necessarily have the time to think about all these things, but, but it's what we do day in, day out. We, we try and put these things together to help patients understand their body better. But it, you don't realize that actually, instead of, instead of going, oh, I've got, a neck, I've got neck rigidity, you just go, oh, I'm just gonna twist my back as well to look out over the shoulder. And then all of a sudden you get back trouble. There is, there's some stiff, stiffness in the neck, which is causing you to use your back more to, to rotate. And that's where a what you think is a neck movement is actually giving you back trouble. And it's just the back. Okay, brilliant. Kate's come back. She said awesome. at the bottom where the bra strap is, um, it's, uh, the muscle feels like I've been stung. It's very sore. It's worse when uh, the back pain. Uh, but it's worse when the back pain is worse? Question mark. If it's the... Um... I believe Kate a couple of uh, a couple of weeks ago had a bit of a flare-up from a coughing fit. Mm. I wouldn't be surprised, especially if it's on the one side, and I might be remembering this incorrectly, Kate. So do do correct us if we're wrong. If it is on the one side, it could well be that you've just strained a little bit of a rib down there. So that lower port part where the where the shoulder blades come down the spine, finish. That's around about the apex of our thoracic curve. And if we were to lean forwards as we were sneezing, for example, it would strain that part disproportionately. And that could put a bit of strain on the ribs, which is why there's that sort of just next to there, there's gonna be that burning discomfort. Definitely get a little bit of ice on there. As we start to do some of those uh, exercises, like those ones there, they're gonna to start to provide a bit more stability to that region, but I wouldn't be surprised if it's just a little strain of the rib, which is why you're getting that burning and sharp pain down there. So uh, if, if what I'm saying makes a little bit of sense, then that, that that's worth, uh, worth Worth, worth working on. A little bit of ice over that area. You know the drill with three to five minutes. Um, it's a bit of a difficult area to catch, so you might be best off doing it sat down and just popping the ice pack there and then leaning onto it for five minutes. But that should just take down some of that inflammation around that rib joint. Well, maybe actually the biofreeze, because that's where the biofreeze that, Yeah, that is, really on, on, on Billy's topic, uh, Billy's question earlier, yeah. that is a place where biofreeze, do you know what? It probably is gonna be a little bit easier um, to, to, to do it there. or get your other half to, to do it for you. Okay, awesome, Alex. Sparks just said thanks. I'll bear this in mind. Brilliant. Okay, awesome. I think I think that is everything for today. Yes. Awesome. Wonderful. Thank you, everybody, for your questions. Wicked. No. So hopefully you guys found today's live stream helpful. There's some really good questions there. Again, thank you to everyone who came on and asked questions. We really appreciate that. It keeps me on my toes and it keeps the live streams as relevant as possible for you guys and allows you to get something out of them. So thank you very much for that. If you are new to the channel and you found today's live stream helpful, then do please remember to hit the subscribe button and the little notification 
bell so you know when we go live. I know some of you guys miss the live streams. If you hit that notification bell, it's gonna let you know when we go live. There's some other stuff you have to do, I think sometimes on YouTube and about notifications. But anyway, hopefully it's been helpful. Have a great afternoon. We're gonna see you guys tomorrow morning with another live stream. I do believe tomorrow it's a little bit earlier than usual, so yes. you might need to uh, set an alarm. 8 a.m. tomorrow. <laughs> Um, we will see you then with another live stream. Have a great afternoon, guys.